And now, get ready for an exclusive look into the music industry with Behind the Mic host, Dylan Ingram. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Behind the Mic. This week, we've got another special guest. We've got Trey Mills joining me here. Trey, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So first and foremost, um, you've gotten to work in numerous aspects of the music industry. Can you just elaborate a little bit on what all you've done in the music industry? Uh, Well, I've touched uh, a number of different areas. So I think that I came into it mostly as a songwriter. When I was a kid, I was always at the piano and, and creating and recording and all of that stuff. Um, so, uh, but I had this fear that I might not be able to so-called make it in the music industry. So I thought I needed some skills, you know, like N- N- Napoleon Dynamite was like, I need skills. So uh, I went to, to college in recording engineering And I wasn't really a technical person, but I thought, man, if I could learn a little bit about the science of all of this stuff, acoustics and microphones, compressors, and, you know, all of that stuff, that might make me more useful. So I I was not the sharpest guy in that area, but I, you know, after a couple of years of school, I started to figure all that stuff out. So that put me in a position where I, you know, I, I could get hired for stuff, even as an assistant wrapping cables and all of that stuff. I had a bit of background, but my goal was really to write songs and produce songs. So those things came together and really out of a curiosity for how all these things work. I I think I started to poke my nose into other areas. So, you know, I'd get hired to produce something for somebody and then I would see a record company do marketing and promotion and all this stuff. And, you know, it was like smoke and mirrors and the wizard of Oz and what happens behind the curtain. So I was like, man, what, how does all that stuff work? So the first part of that was, well, instead of labels just hiring me to produce something i thought maybe i could find talent because you know i i thought man i know tons of great talent that that doesn't even have deals they don't even have deals at all so you know maybe i'll work with them and then i can you know we can figure out the stuff that we love make it how we love it instead of really being told how to do it by a label and then we could shop that to record companies and so I thought that would be really simple, but it turned out to be next to impossible. And what happened was in the interim, I essentially was managing these artists because they were really signed to production deals. It was supposed to be like a development deal. But in the meantime, they had all these questions, you know, what am I supposed to, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be wearing? You know, uh, I need a vocal coach. Uh, we need dance rehearsals that, you know, it was like the whole, and I was just, you know, kind of making the stuff up on the spot like it's almost like you're a medical doctor you don't even know the answer but you're you're you know you have to have an answer <laughs> so so I would give the best suggestions that I could and we ended up parlaying some into record deals for sure but uh in the middle of all that I was essentially learning how to manage an artist and, and developing a, a a brand new skill set just learning on the job so going through all those having all those great opportunities is one of those do you have a favorite aspect to work in in the music industry you mentioned that you like enjoy writing and producing is that your favorite or what's been your favorite so far it it right now at this this very minute that you're asking me it's my favorite 
that's the excitement that I'm having right now, just kind of creating, working with artists and helping them just make really cool, you know, interesting sounding records. You have written for various artists and your own stuff. So what's it like when you hear a song that you've written on the radio? The first time that that really happened in a big way, and it was Canada big. So, you know, your American listeners, it would, you know, it would be a different thing in the States, but, um, but I remember flipping the FM dial four times, like the, like the biggest hit stations, one to the second, to the third, to the fourth. And a song that I co-wrote and produced was on every song at the same time. So those were like the four biggest hit radio stations in Toronto. And that was the moment for me of confirmation. It's like, you belong here and just keep doing what you're doing. So several years back, do you remember how you got into music and when you decided that this was something that you want to pursue full time and how difficult was it to make that decision? I think because of my family, even though we were a family of musicians, um, being a full-time musician wasn't like a respectable thing, especially by my mom. My dad was like, do whatever you want to do. But my mom was like, Good. so I thought I was going to be an architect. Um, but I was hugely inspired by David Foster, who's a Canadian music producer. And you know, now he's had his TV show and all that stuff, but he was producing Whitney Houston and Brandy and like all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I want to be like that guy, you know, I just, I was like, I want his life. My friends were all going off. To, they were all older than me, but they were going off to university, but I had the opportunity to, to, um, to take a college program in recording and uh, recording engineering and production here in Canada. So I thought that was like a practical step towards this dream. Like there was no looking back no second guessing I, I didn't even think I needed a backup plan I just was determined I'm like I'm just gonna do this um and I think that that's I love Americans for this because I think like Americans have a self-belief like I have an idea and I'm gonna see it through and they do it and I think that's amazing Canadians I think we're full of self-doubt it's like we have this like I made this thing do you like it you know uh, whereas Americans are like, I made this awesome thing. And that self-belief really um, leads to success. You know, some, some people might perceive it as an arrogance, but it's like, man, you got to live your, live your life and believe in yourself and, and see your dreams through. So that's how I see it. So throughout your years in and around the music industry, what's some of the best advice you've received or the lesson that you've learned? I remember winning like a little sort of meaningless songwriting contest, but it was like across the whole country, Canada, and I won this thing. So I thought it was the, the biggest thing in the world, you know, and I got to go to Casa Loma and meet all these famous musicians and um, like Robbie Robertson from the band, like Woodstock famous and some really cool people. And one guy, I, I was asking everybody like, what advice can you give me? I was totally nerding out and they said, I remember one guy saying like be be tenacious and I literally had to look up the word like I didn't even know what it meant um I think about that when I read Malcolm Gladwell's uh, anyway when he talks about um working the 10,000 hours everyone talks about this now um but there was a part in that book that he looked at kids when they're five years old and looked at the natural talent and I think he was considering sports mostly um and then they would follow these kids through and by time um, they were 18, 
the most talented kids weren't still the most talented. It was the ones that worked the hardest that, that were suddenly the most talented. So this be tenacious thing, like I realized that, um, like you're born with what you're born with, but really it's like the hard work that determines who succeeds. Yeah. That be tenacious still rings in my head. Like you gotta, you really got to chase after it. So take me through your creative process, whether you're sitting down to write or if you're in the studio producing a song, what elements do you tend to gravitate toward or think are most important in that song? And what do you try to achieve when you go into the studio to record a song? It's a good question. Where I am now, typically as a music producer, I'm typically the music guy, like I typically make the beat or the music and then sit to co-write with top liners. But I have on occasions, especially uh, years back when I did my own album, I just took time out of producing and I made my own album and uh, I was writing all the lyrics for that. And that's a different process where um, you're, you know, it's this, you know, dark nights, lonely feelings over a piano and you're really writing these intimate words. Whereas co-writes top lining over beats it's more of this uh social community thing where you're sharing ideas and you're really i mean nashville is amazing for that when you put three great writers in a room and you're just sharing these ideas and things happen really really quickly but back to your question not every song starts the same way that's that's the way that most are starting where i try to get to know an artist i try to spend time with them i actually have them send me playlists i have them send me two playlists one playlist will be what they listened to when they were growing up and then another playlist is what they're super excited about now and i listen to that through and then i sit down and i start to make some music so before i actually sit with an artist i've I've usually tried to, because often you're just, you're strangers. You jump in a room with somebody, you've never met them before. You have no idea what you're getting into. But if I'm going to show up with music, somehow I, because it's really, the artist has to, has to sing the song. It's got to be about them. It's got to be their personality, their brand, all those things. So I'm looking for insights into what they are. So we might know that we're doing like an R&B song, but I might find like bits of metal or something in their playlist. So I'm like, man, I could maybe work some like a heavy guitar lick into something that's otherwise an R&B track. And that will appeal to them because I know that's part of them. And that helps speed up the process of, getting to know somebody and helping to find something that's about that art, not about me, you know, cause my job is to support the artists and to help create something that's really um, help them find their voice. So you've already touched on it, but I think a lot of people hear the title producer, but they don't really understand what all that entails. So when you go in the studio to produce a song, what all goes into that process? When the budgets are bigger, a producer, may have different engineers. They may have at least a record engineer. Then they're probably going to have a separate mix guy. But the producer is really the person that's overseeing everything. So if the producer can make a beat, they're going to make the beat. If they can't, they're going to find beats. If the producer needs live drums, you know, the producer is going to hire the drummer. Um, if the producer can write charts for musicians, they're going to write charts. If they can't, they're going to find an arranger, but they're the person that oversees the whole team. And 
The producer is working directly with the artist to make sure that they see their vision through. Looking at your career as a whole, can you pinpoint what's been the most exciting or rewarding experience so far? It seems like there's, there's a thing that happens and then there's the next thing. And when you, you're like, man, this is like the Holy Grail, like, holy crap, like it can't get better than this. And it's obviously not always, not always like that. You know, there's, it's a grind and a lot of work, but the most recent thing for me was I got to collaborate on a production with Eddie Kramer and uh, real famous recording engineer and producer. He recorded uh, all you need is love by the Beatles, but he was like the recording recording engineer for Jimi Hendrix. He made the biggest Led Zeppelin records. He made the biggest Rolling Stone records and he did like kiss alive and all this stuff. And, uh, so I got to just like chat with him, like talk about music. He was the Woodstock recording engineer. And so I was just like, man, what was it like at Woodstock? So just having that experience of being able to collaborate with somebody like that and pick his, his brain and like try to, you know, see where he came from, you know, from South, South, uh, South Africa to England to the States and like, working with some of the greatest artists in the history of time and having him just talk to me like a human being and like share these experiences like aside from having it uh, you know having hits like that's why we do it we, we we do this to be around you know really cool people and learning from them and being inspired by them one of your goals i noticed on your website is to help artists find their unique identities and to realize their dreams what advice would you give to any young artist listening right now, hoping to make it in the music industry? It depends on what your expectation of success is, because for me, uh, there's been times where I've made money and there's been times where I haven't made nearly as much money um, just because that's, there's this ebb and flow. Cause when you have a hit on radio, like the month, the money is, you know, in the old school FM radio times are changing, but you know, there's mon money's flowing and then there's other times where it's not flowing as much. So um, I've always looked at it like I don't dig ditches. I don't have a job that I hate. Like I always love to come to the studio and as long as my bills are paid. Right. So that always music has always worked for me. But I think if someone comes into it with this expect expectation that it's going to be really glamorous and that that they're going to be kind of wealthy beyond belief. Like that's maybe it's possible, right? But it's maybe unrealistic. If you're, if your goal is to make money, then there's easier, easier ways to make money probably. But my goal was always just, I want to make music and pay my bills. And I've always been able to do that just by showing up every day. So to come back to your question, I think it's just the site, the psychology of it. You know, if you believe that you can do it and your expectation is realistic, it's totally doable. Well, that does it for this episode of Behind the Mic. Thank you again, Trey, for joining me and make sure to tune in again next week. Thank you so much for having me. That was Behind the Mic with Dylan Ingram. Make sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode.